Holy smokes, it worked. You're listening to the Rec Poker Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. I'm Jim Reed, your host. And if you don't know what Rec Poker is, it's a free community that you can join to talk uh, to other serious recreational players about your love of poker. We like to learn together. We like to steal each other's chips and get better by playing together and learning together. And we have a lot of fun doing it. So come on over to rec.poker and sign up for a free account today. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Running Aces and uh, Website Amp. Uh, they, they couldn't do what we do without them. And I want to thank everyone else who's involved in the wrecking crew over here. Like I said, I'm Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game. But it takes a village to do what we do at Rec Poker. And we've got a whole crew of folks that chip in every week uh, to share some expertise, some time, and talk poker with this uh, crew. Why don't you tell the world where they can find you? Uh, well, I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on Twitter and 5 by 5 on PokerStars. And I'm John Somsky. I'm Poker Geek MN everywhere. I'm Keith Brandt, and I'm Monkey System everywhere. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Radman50 everywhere. Thanks, gang. So every week we get together and we talk poker. Um, here on the forums edition of the show, uh, every week we take a post from the Rec Poker forums and talk about it here on the air. So this time we're going to take a look at a post by a community member, Epictetus. A stoic, it seems. Uh, so uh, uh, Rob and I are already fans of this player. Um, you know, we love our stoic philosophers here at Rec Poker. So Epictetus writes, good evening, all. First time post, but long time admirer. I don't have any poker friends around me and therefore have nowhere to discuss or analyze hands or strategies than here. I hear you, man. That's uh, what we do here at Rec Poker. We get together and uh, talk poker because sometimes your friends and family just don't know enough about poker to make you a better poker player. It's true. Hard to believe, but it's true. So Epictetus is talking about uh, a hand where he's playing in the UK. He's got AK offsuit um, in late position, and he's doing pretty well in a deep stack tournament. This is live there in the UK. In this case, they're at level nine. The tournament started with 50 players and they're down to 30. And uh, our hero correspondent has a top five chip stack. So he's been doing pretty well chipping up throughout. Uh, At this point, 30 left, eight paid. So we're still quite a ways off the money. We get into uh, an interesting position where we're in the low jack and the under the gun player just open shoves 18 big blinds. We look down, we see ace king offsuit. We're obviously ahead of a lot of that player's possible holdings, um, but we're not closing the action. And it's kind of an awkward size to re-raise with um, when we're facing action like this, gang. What are you thinking about when you look down and see that ace-king and, and you know you've got the three options on how to proceed? Well, the first thing I think about is isolating. Um, I don't want to necessarily get involved with ace king in a multi-way pot. Um, I think in in most cases, you're going to be at the worst case scenario. He's got aces or kings, but 99% of the time, you're going to be up against either a, a smaller pocket pair or some, you know, suited connectors, some big broadways, maybe ace nine type hand. Uh, the guy only has 29 big blinds. Uh, he's might be, Getting a little desperate might feel like, hey, I'm either going to double up or go home. And you never know. So the first thing I would do is look at the chip stacks of the people remaining to act behind me. 
And if they're all small, you know, that where I would feel comfortable uh, calling them off, because I think, what does he have? He's got like, oh, he must have 60 big blinds, 60, yeah, 70 he's, big he's blinds. Yeah, he's got a ton for sure. So I would look at all the other chip stacks, and if they're all in that 20 big blind range, I would feel very comfortable just jamming over the top to isolate not concerned if anybody calls behind. If there's a big stack behind, I think there's an opportunity to not necessarily commit all your chips uh, with an isolation raise where you could just isolate and just make a normal three bet to, um, you know, just, and and you don't have to three bet like a normal size three bet against an all in like this. Mm. You just have to raise uh, maybe even just a min raise over the top of what he did. That way you're telling everybody, hey, I've got a hand. I'm willing to play it against this. Um, if you want to come in, you better luck out because I'm, I'm here. Whereas whereas a limp doesn't say that. The limp just says, okay, let's play. You know, I'll see a flop. So it it might deter others from trying to isolate over the top of you. And without, and again, you're not committing your entire chip stack where a, a large chip stack behind you could give you, um, could give you some issues. So that's the way I would look at it. And that's the way I would play it. Yeah. And people talk about ace king as being that kind of hand where you're better off getting it in as the razor, um, than in the call at, then as the caller, adding some fold equity and, uh, some of that blocker value. Um, so it's definitely valuable in that way. If we were feeling trappy in a spot like this what kind of hands would we want to have instead um is there some magical cutoff where this this villain shoved 18 big blinds is it aces is it kings is it ace king suited is it queens chris what do you think about that kind of stuff uh for me it's sort of kings plus uh if there's a really like it depends about the players behind me, for, but but more standard, it's kings plus. And then if if uh, um, if there's some really wild players behind me, I might I might drop that down a bit. Uh, we've been joined by Kim Kilroy. Thanks for coming in, Kim. Yeah, um, sorry I'm late driving across, <laughs> across Florida. <laughs> All right, yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. thanks for joining us. And uh, we're just talking about this hand where we're holding ace king and we get an 18 big blind shot right. from early position. What are you thinking about um, when that I, comes I around? I saw this. I would always re-raise here as yep. one of the big stocks on the table. And also in this level, we're nowhere near the money. Right. Like nowhere near the money. We're just trying to build stocks. So I'm happy to re-raise this. And then we're nicely priced in to call off if the guy still shoves behind us. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I feel about it. And I don't like I don't really like the flat, especially with Ace King offsuit. Like yeah. maybe Ace King suited as a trap and aces and kings, perhaps, but Ace King offsuit, I, I really like a re-raise. Yeah, and I think by re-raising also you might uh the guy that jammed over the top might be less inclined to do that had we tried our own isolation move by raising yeah and i because i don't i don't think we actually said what what happened in in because we started talking about what we would do here but what actually happened in the hand itself was our correspondent flatted and then the big stack but i think on the button was it on the button i can't remember 
where it was, but the big stack behind who, who he covered, but it was the second biggest at the table then shoved over the top. Um, and now we've got, you know, we've got a little bit, I, I don't think we have much of a decision. We probably at this point, we've committed 18 big blinds. We've got a really good hand, but we're in a much more awkward position here. Um, and, um, and we can be, when we shove ourselves, we're going to fold out some hands that may take this line um, or put, or put them in some, some very difficult spots. Um, so I, I, I agree. I like, I like the raise or, or shove here. And I'm, I'm really, intri- I am more intrigued by doing this with some raises rather than shoves. And then I think we can occasionally find a fold against the, the exact right kind of opponent. Um, if we, if there's a, if that big stack is that, you know, just that opponent we know just is, is never doing this light and we've already raised, um, you know, I think those are the spots where we could maybe find a fold, but I think I I don't, I don't find folds here very often. Right. The problem is with finding a fold, say we raise it to like 36 big blinds or 35 big blinds. And the the stack rips it in for sixty five big blinds. Then they have to have. If we're going to find a fold, they can only be doing it with aces and kings. Like right. if they're doing it with queens and jacks, we just have to call off. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it has to be that that exact right. opponent that you just started like. This is nothing but aces or kings. Right. But and this then- sounds like an opponent. From what he said in this, it sounds like an opponent that's been getting it in. Mm-hmm. A few times. Yeah. What do you say here? Um, the under the gun player was nitty, uh, but the button player hadn't been overly active and uh, and rips it in. So I don't think we can well, say that. They're okay. He hadn't been overly player. active. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, and it is for about 80% of our stack. So we're still the chip leader, but it's a, it's the only other player at the table that really threatens right. our stack. And um, I would uh, I would rip it in with nines, tens, jacks, queens here when somebody flatted because there's dead money as far as I'm concerned. As the button player, you mean when? Yes, um, yes, 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 yeah. yes. And that's yeah. why we want to be trapping occasionally with hands like aces, um, yeah. but not, I think, necessarily hands that are yeah, not I, that strong. I like love aces. flatting with aces here. <laughs> this is just a dream spot to flat with aces. Sure. Because you can't lose. You're You're up against this all in who's put 18 big blinds in. And if somebody shoves again, it's like, that's it's, it's awesome. So then let me ask you this then. Are you guys ever raising with aces here or are you always calling with aces? And if so, can't we kind of shove over your raising range uh, in an exploitative fashion? If we know that you're always trapping with aces and Kings. Yeah, no, I'm sometimes raising with aces. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the chip stacks, you know, stack mm. sizes of the, everybody at the table, really. Yeah. Um, if you're sitting there um, with, you know, 40 big blinds, you're just jamming it in right, whether right, you have right. aces or not. Good point. Yeah, good point. Um, and then on the other side of it, uh, what are the other hands that we're going to be calling with? So we've we've kind of described our range that's calling with a mixed strategy with the real nuts, aces and kings, and then it's raising with ace king and other hands like that. And then it's probably calling with some other hands. What kind of hands would you guys ad, uh, advise to call in that spot? Or is it just, or or should we not? Eighteen big blinds is just not the right number to be. We're either calling with aces or with nothing. No, I mean, there's probably some calling hands there. Yeah. 
what would what would be a good what would be some good candidates for that? Medium pocket pairs or suited. I mean, they're probably or? yeah, they're probably those kinds of hands, the kinds of hands that we're we're actually planning to fold to an overshove. Right. Um. So that's why we need to have ace aces in our range to protect uh. ourselves. But but like you know maybe it is like the eights and nines of the world, mm-hmm. which we don't mind going up if if everyone folds behind us and we're up against this the the opener. You know, we're probably okay. We're probably flipping or something like that. But, but uh, you know, against a shove, we're we're not feeling great about that kind of hand. So maybe yeah. sometimes we flat that. But mm-hmm. uh, those are also hands that like are okay to 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 jam. Like Kim was saying, I think that we can sometimes raise those as well. So it's probably a mix of some of those kind of like those medium pocket pairs, though the eights, nines, tens that we might find yeah. a flat. Okay, and then um, to get at this another way. What's the best hand that we're not continuing with to this action, whether it's as a call or a range or as a raise? Um, what's the what's the hand that we're? Uh, I think as played, for? as played, I would fold Ace King offsuit here. Oh, to the reshove. Yeah. Yeah, I meant sorry, Kim. I meant yeah, to the sorry. original eighteen um, big blind open. Okay. Um, what? what are what's the worst hand? What's the best hand that we're gonna let go? Ace What's jack. the bottom of our range? Ace jack. Ace jack off. Mm-hmm. Mm, just... I'd say pocket sevens. Yeah, sevens. Maybe sevens, pocket maybe eights. eights. Seven or eights and, and ace <laughs> jack. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, Chris and like I just right. agree. Yeah. Well, you guys know what you're talking about, so it's good news either way for the rest of us, whether you two agree or disagree. I like it. <laughs> uh, I know you like it when we don't. That's what that makes for a better <laughs> podcast. But. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so so it feels like, you know, it feels like we're kind of when someone shoves eighteen big blinds from under the gun, it feels like we just can't. Uh, we're not getting that tricky, really. It sounds like we're kind of proceeding with only very strong hands, and we're our, our balance is mostly between whether it's paired or unpaired, um, and there's not much else to it. This is just a, uh, a tricky spot that got us handcuffed here. Yep, seems like it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when people go all in, uh, that the only sense of trickiness is is if we're trapping with a, a hand like aces or king. Like, you can't do much. You know, you can't you can't slow play. You can't you can't do. There's not a maneuverability here because some you're, the cards are getting shown right. So yes, uh, we can't do this with some like speculative like you know queen jack suited or something. You know, like we're just we just we just have yeah. The the other thing that he says is this is a nitty player right and mm-hmm. here so is this player doing it with ace queen right off suit probably not yeah, they might do it with ace time. queen suited yeah i mean if it's nitty player they're under the gun right yeah that's so. true and they can just wait a whole other orbit it's only going to cost them two more blinds they're right. not short enough to get desperate as a nitty player they might feel like ace queen is not uh, a strong enough hand to shove Although I wouldn't mind. I, I'm pumped. I'm fist pumping <laughs> that ace queen in there. Absolutely. I would just actually min raise and call off. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, but, you but, go. The, but, yeah. but, and that was also available to this player, right? So the fact that they chose not to do that should, right. should tell us something about Well, that. there are, and there are certain players who, once they get below, they're, they're, they're just, they're never min opening, right? They're, they're right. They should be actually, they right. should be. That's something we should talk about is like, this is not a, you shouldn't do this with your whole range when you're under the gun. You shouldn't take your 20 big blind stack and just be like, this is shove or fold, right? I mm-hmm. think there are, there is a third option that, that a lot of players, I think, forget about. 
Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, once they do shove, yeah, they're pretty strong. It's that 15 to 20 big yeah. lines that people don't know. Like they can still, they can still open here. Say they had ace queen offsuit. They can open here to two big lines. Mm-hmm. If, if we re-raise them and the other guy shoves in, now they can fold ace queen offsuit. Right. If if so, if the other guy just shoves in, if, if if we call and the other guy shoves in, they can probably just call, right? Because we're probably we're probably going to fold. Right. So, so that, does this uh, yeah, strengthen his range? Then I mean, this under the gun player, uh, he's nitty, and he open shoves eighteen big blinds, and we're saying, well, if you have ace queen, maybe you should just be raising. Instead of jamming. So what does that make his range then if he's open jamming as a nitty player? Are we looking at aces and kings and queens strictly? Well, in my mind, nitty players, they don't like to play post-flop, really. Right. Mm. And they are more tendency to be jamming um, instead of just raising because they don't know what to do when they get played back at Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, and I think the players like this also, they, they recognize they're getting short. That does not make them comfortable. They don't like playing post-flop. That does not make them comfortable. So they, I would imagine, I mean, I think the nittier you are, like it's counterintuitive, but the nittier you are, the more your shoving range expands at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, like it starts to become like those nines and eights. It's like, well, let's just go for it. I'll get all the chips in the middle. Hope everyone folds. And I think that's a... So I would expect this range to be even probably ace queen plus and probably nines plus. I my- totally agree with what Chris says. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. So, all right. Well, the only other question that this um, that this uh, post brought up in my mind was something that I struggle with all the time. So let's say there's a player to our left um, who is too aggressive and they are prone to uh, re-raise with, you know, strong hands, but like second best hands. Um, we are in a position here where we get to choose between, let's say that, let's say that they told us that they had ace queen or no, let's say that they told us that they had, what do we have? Ace king. Let's say they told us they had queen jack suited or pocket tens. And that if we shoved, they were going to fold. But if we called, they were going to shove. If we're sitting there with Ace King, sometimes I feel like, yeah, I know I I don't want to go against multiple players here because I this is a good hand against one player. So I want to increase my odds of winning the pot. But I also don't want to drive out the exact kind of hands that I kind of want to be going up against in a weaker part of a range that I would then fold out by by raising. Um, so obviously when you if you induce them to get it in now you've got to actually go to showdown against them with sucks and they can hit their queen or their jack and upset you um but how do you guys decide like whether to kind of invite this action versus weaker ranges versus just folding out those hands that you just don't want to flip against even if you're ahead Maybe it's maybe it's my cash game background. That, maybe that it's your fancy play that. syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, think, seriously, let's talk about that. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to invite anybody else in with Ace King. Right. I, yeah. I'm just saying. I just want to go heads up with Ace King because uh, you, the more players you invite in, 
the less the less equity realization you are going to have. Too too many live cards. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to be up against too many live cards if you're not already up against a, a pocket pair. And and what if we had a, a different hand? Like let's say we had pocket kings there. I mean, obviously with ace. Well, is that also true with aces? I mean, your odds of winning with aces go down as well when you have more people in. Obviously, you're not as worried about it. But is that also true with aces, or is there something magical about it? Yeah, Chris, you're having a math. No, I mean, like that. that's the thing is like um, the more if we want to if we have an overly aggressive player behind us um, who's going to be like you were saying, maybe shoving. If we flat, they're going to shove over the top with. Queen Jack suited and pocket tens was were the examples you gave, right? Yeah. I don't I don't really want to put three quarters of my stack in with Ace King offsuit against that range. Like it's I'm I'm okay. I'm gonna win more than I'm gonna lose, but it's not great, right? right. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose three quarters of my stack about 45, 54, maybe 50% of the time, <laughs> like right. Um, but if I have aces. Uh, let's go. I'll, I'll take that deal all day and I will love to (laughs) double my gigantic stack and make a run at this tournament. And like, if my aces get cracked, you know, by the queen Jack suited, when that happens, that's going to happen sometimes, but it's not going to happen as often as when I have ace king. Okay. But that's the need to have that aggressive player behind us. Yeah. Yeah. But that must exist on a spec. I know we're getting a little into the weeds here as we do, but um, let's say that we had pocket Kings or let's no. let's say we had ACE King and the other player had King seven. Now, do we want them to overshove and, and sweeten our pot that we're going to win? If we do that, yeah. We're shoving 18 big blinds with the King seven. No, but I'm just saying that like there must be this place in the middle where like the weakness of their hand is such that we actually do want them to get it in um against our strong hand and it's it's when you only you know when you're talking about aces only obviously that makes a little different but there's lots of spots where we could get uh people dominated in the spot but we have to invite that i think we have to find i mean that has to be like a true maniacal player who's like (laughs) there is an under the gun shove for 20 big blinds there's a flat which can be very should be you know you should be like alarm bells should be going off when somebody flats uh in the spot that they at least have a decent holding and they're going to do this with king seven off and shove for 65 big blinds. That's a pretty rare player. Um, Good point. And they have to go to showdown. They're going to they're gonna have, have to showdown. Show yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. I can tell uh, uh, the cash player in me is not nearly as allergic to getting my chips in as some of these tournament masters over here. So that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I don't know. Uh, did we get results from the from this player i think what ended up happening was a shove and then a call um uh our our correspondent decided that they were shoving light enough uh, to get it in with ace king and i don't actually think we did get results well he did in a later response say that the under the gun player also had ace king and the button player oh, had jacks yes. i'm assuming because the other player had ace king that we lose this which is part of the did i do the right you know, sometimes we we lose hands and then we we wonder whether we what we did wrong. Um, but so, yeah, I assume the jacks held here. There you go. Yeah. Bad spot to be in where the other player also has ace king. That's like a nightmare scenario in that uh, 
So in this particular scenario, whether we raised and isolated or not, we might have seen the same result. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it, maybe it doesn't change it. I don't know those if they're cold for betting. A lot of people won't cold for bet jacks. Oh, I guess if we shoved, would they have called though? I think no, that's, a, like, that's a that's actually a yeah raise three bet yeah it'd be cold four bet against yeah, the they, biggest stack on the table. Yeah. yeah, what do you, what do they do with Jackson if we if we had isolated raised or gone? If all we in? haven't, well, he says he hasn't been shown. He's being shown to be tight aggressive. Yeah, that's how hero. he's been playing. Yeah, so right. I mean. Some players will just fold there, knowing like if we've raised to thirty-five big blinds, we're never folding to his 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 shove. So he has to know he's either crushed or he's probably racing, right? So <laughs> depends on the player. It's the yep. player's read at the time. Yeah, that makes so sense. So he by isolating. Uh, I don't by think they're always isolation going in. range, right? By doing an isolation raise. He may have saved himself um, Mm -hmm. some chips. Yeah, I think so. Yep, I think so too. All right. Well, thanks, gang. I'm going to, next time we do, uh, I'm going to write my own forum post about getting it in good against weak ranges. (laughs) We could talk about that in more of an isolated situation. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) But uh, figure out how you do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And bottle it, right? Just be me in the home game. That's the key. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to thank uh, Chris, Kim, John, Rob, and Keith for their excellent insight. And, of course, Website Amp and Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino. And all of you at home, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon.